Welcome to A Matter of Time, a podcast by Tag Heuer. I'm your host, Nicholas Biebeck, Heritage Director at Tag Heuer, with a lifelong passion for fine Swiss watchmaking. In this season, we've been discussing the Carrera in its 60th anniversary year, starting with the origins of the name with the great Carrera Panamericana road race, taking you through the very first launches in 1963, beyond into the world of complications with the data career in the late 1960s, and the launch of the first automatic chronograph movement. Today, we're gonna to talk about this indelible link between the name Carrera and the world of motorsport that was really forged in the 1970s. Let's transport ourselves to Maranello in Italy in the early 1970s. We're at Ferrari's headquarters in Modena, the world-famous sports car manufacturer and producer of some of the most incredible competition machinery has been going through a tricky period. Having last won the Formula One World Championship in 1964 with John Surtees, the team has gone through a drought in the upper echelons of motorsport. Something has to change. Enzo Ferrari, Il Comandoro, at the helm of the company, lives and breathes motorsport. He famously said he only makes road cars so that he can go racing. So for him to not be at the front of the Formula One World Championship is a great frustration. Bringing a new technical director in the form of Mauro Figueri, a new principal with Luca de Montsemola, and new drivers with Clay Regazzoni and Nicky Lauda, it's time for a fresh start. But of course, when you're producing cutting edge machinery for the hottest competition in the world, you need some way of comparing your performance. Ferrari has broken ground on a new test track at Foirano, but they need a way of comparing the performance of the cars and the drivers. At this time, the Hoyer name is synonymous with precision timekeeping. Having launched the micro timer, the first device to time into one one thousandth of a second in 1966, the technology had already evolved into the Centigraph a precision timekeeping device specifically for motorsport. In early 1971, a manager at the company had spotted Clay Regizzone having lunch with an executive at Longines in St. Imier. Jack Hoyer did some digging around and found that the team principal of Scuderia Ferrari was an old skiing friend of his from the university club and was able to make contact and found out that they were indeed looking for precision timing equipment to install at their test track and to tour around the world for the races. Francois Prince, who would head the technical development of the electronic timekeeping division, was a fluent Italian speaker, made his way down to Maranello to understand the needs. With the knowledge of what the Scuderia required exactly for timekeeping, Jack and Francois were able to put together a proposal. And in April 1971, they would take the company car through the Alps, across the border into Italy, to have at that fateful meeting with Enzo. First, Jack and Francois meet with another member of the Ferrari team to discuss the ins and outs of the contract. The initial proposal is to provide the Le Mans Centigraph cutting-edge timing equipment hardware to Ferrari at a cost of 35,000 Swiss francs. Enzo point-blank refuses to pay anything, so it's agreed that Hoyer will provide the Le Mans Centigraph together with an operator in exchange for having the logo prominently displayed on the cars and on the driver's overalls. It seems that everything is in order, so Jack goes to meet with Enzo. Upon entering his office, the boss has changed his mind. He tells Jack the drives are too expensive. Hoyer need to contribute something towards their paycheck, 
So in the end, Jack agrees to pay them 25,000 Swiss francs, in addition to giving the timing equipment for free, but getting the logo in place. Jack decides at the last moment to make one further tweak to the agreement. Each of the drivers needs to come to the Hoya factory in Bien to be personally presented with a gold chronograph, the reference 1158 CHM Carrera. All is in order, Jack and Enzo go for a jovial lunch at the Cavallino restaurant within the factory. The strong and long-lasting relationship between Hoya and Formula One is born. It continues to this day with us working with Red Bull Racing and of course the Automobile Club de Monaco. But it's this nucleus that really formed this indelible link in so many people's minds. But how does this all relate to the Carrera? Well, we've mentioned it briefly already, but it's this solid gold reference 1158 that would have become synonymous with the most successful racing drivers of the period. Initially conceived in 1970 to commemorate Hoyer's listing on the Swiss Stock Exchange, it was seen as by far the most prestigious watch that the company was manufacturing. Significantly more expensive than the pieces produced in stainless steel, it was really only worn by the most committed people to the Maison. So when Jack started giving these pieces to Clay Richardson, Nicky Lauda, Mauro, Enzo, Luca, anyone walking through the paddock would see Ferrari, now finally competitive again with their new reference 312 race car, were custodians of this sacred watch. Before you knew it, everyone wanted one, and Jack would forge his strong relationships through the endurance racing and other Formula One drivers spread the watches throughout the paddock. Mario Andretti, Mike Halewood, Ronnie Peterson were all great fans of the watch, and we can see so many incredible period images of these drivers wearing these pieces. So it's clear now, the Carrera. It's one of the most successful watches of the era. It's connected to the glamorous world of Formula One. It's drawn into the world of motorsport, into the world of technology, into the world of timekeeping, and becomes a totem for all of these moments. But the 1970s wouldn't be so kind to the Swiss watchmaking industry. The quartz crisis would arrive. Hoyer would be pushed to the very edge, but it would be the savings of Tag Hoyer in 1986 that would give a new birth to the brand. Thank you for listening to today's episode of A Matter of Time. Please don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and do leave a review. We always love to see your comments. 